Hey, it's Mike, Sean, and AJ of the Confused Breakfast. If you love classic movies from the 80s, 90s, and 2000s, we're the podcast for you. We just finished up May of Sway's Uncaged. All Nick Cage and Patrick Swayze movies. Dirty Dancing, Donnie Darko, Face Off, The Outsiders, and National Treasure. Check us out wherever podcasts are found. You will be glad you did. Ever heard of a little lady named Lindsay Hubbard? I've been DMing with her this morning. It's been interesting. I don't want to make it sound salacious, because it was not salacious. It was a productive conversation, but she was not happy with my Instagram post. And she wanted to correct some of the wording. She thought I, she wanted to correct the overall take on the post, but I just really needed to correct the wording to get the message across. But we spoke, and I will be getting into that on this episode. Summer House is, it's getting into the exactly what we thought. It's, it's extremely nuanced, and there, in my opinion, except for Kyle, is no, there's no real clear good guy, bad guy. Except for Kyle, because I'm sorry, Kyle, you're the bad guy. But in terms of the Lindsay, Carl, Danielle, maybe just let's go Lindsay, Danielle. That is very nuanced and very intricate and lots of feelings and emotions and layers and so it's going to be exhausting to get through this whole season because I think that both sides are going to be pretty valid. Um, but I think also both sides are going to handle it kind of wrong. So we're getting there. We're starting it off. It, the episode ends with what I think is about to be the start of the friendship meltdown. So let's get into it. But before I do, in case I haven't said it enough times and annoyed you, I've lowered prices on the Patreon. Only $3 a month gets you ad-free content, early access to episodes, and only $6 a month gets you all the bonus episode content and the ability to vote on what that bonus episode content will be. And $10 a month gets you all the videos of the bonus episodes. And of course, if you haven't already, please rate and review five stars on whatever platform you enjoy. And if you're watching on YouTube, don't forget to subscribe, like this video, comment below. All right. Love you, mean it. Let's roll that intro. Here at She Speaks Bravo, we believe that Bravo TV is a great form of self-care and therapy. Look at me. I've been using it for over a decade, and I am a complete mess. That's me, by the way. I'm Emily, and I'm your host on this journey. What is this, honey? I love that. If you're not already subscribed, get subscribed and hit that notification bell, because I'm releasing new episodes at least three times a week. Clip! You fool! That's my I talk Bravo, I talk true crime, and sometimes I talk a little scripted. So whatever you're here for, I hope you enjoy the show. 
they really teased me with the start. I don't know if you guys were equally as as thrown off, but I thought they were about to pick right up with Kyle storming out of the house yelling, fucking psycho. But instead, they did the same. They did the opening that they would do if they were like showing the next day with like the I don't even know what you call that. I'm sure I could ask my producer friends, but it's where they show like the the B-roll footage, I think is what they call it, of like the neighborhoods, you know, like a restaurant or people walking around town. And it's the music that was like happy music. And I was like, wait, whoa, 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 what's happening? But then it was like record scratch. And then they pick up on Kyle. They did it on purpose. And I was like, oh, that was good. They got me. They got me. Because then it's Kyle. Fucking psycho. Who yells fucking psycho? Who yells that? You're the psycho. Just so we're clear. You're the psycho. Danielle really gives great, passionate, stand up and say something. She does good. She does really good. What I don't even know what you call them. It's like when she wants a friend to be defended, she, you get out there and you say something. She does that really well. So she's telling Carl, you, he's being a fucking asshole. Because in this moment, what Danielle is, more than anything else, is Lindsay's bestie. That's who she is more than anything else right now. She's Lindsay's bestie, and she's protecting Lindsay. She does that better than anybody. And Carl, now Kyle's outside, and Carl is like, I'm not going to stand for any of this bullshit, but I'm not going to argue. And Danielle's like, oh, oh, so he's just going to run his mouth all the time. And Andrea crosses in front. No, no, he's going to talk to him, but it's not right now, you know? Andrea, I can't, like, I had the hardest time last season when he was crying at the Italian dinner. I had the hardest time taking him serious. So any contribution Andrea has to these serious moments, they feel comedic, even though they're not. So I feel insensitive because I know he's trying to be, like, he's trying to offer genuine, (laughs) he's trying to offer a genuine sweet moment, but he's just funny. Danielle's like, I actually don't give a shit about you, Kyle. I'm going to go check on Amanda. And then they got to Amanda. I'm sorry. This is as as dark and twisted as this scene is. Don't get me wrong. I'm I'm aware of it. But it's it is giving classic summer house chaos. Because then they cut to Amanda who's crying. I just want to be home with our dogs and be home. It's, you know? But Maya blocks Danielle. Like, Danielle has known Amanda years, Maya. Stop being the one to communicate on behalf of people in the group. It's starting to really annoy me. It's uh, well, it, no, it, it's it's annoying me. It was already starting to annoy me. Now it's officially annoying me. Don't go in there. Don't, you cannot go in there. She's too upset. She doesn't want to see you right now. Let Danielle go in there and say, like, I'm sorry that wasn't. I didn't come out the right way. 
I love you and let him hug and get over it. But Maya's like, I'm I'm speaking on behalf of Amanda. Why? You just got here. No offense, but these are friendships that have been formed for years. They know how to fight and make up. The fuck? Cut to Kyle. Like a psycho screaming from across the pool. Screaming from across. Like, think think about, like, by himself, screaming from across, arms stretched out. And Gabby, Kyle, you're screaming into an abyss. No one hears you. And Kyle's like, Carl, what are you going to do now? What the fuck are you doing? Or are you taunting him? You're taunting your friend? Carl, what are you going to do now? Kyle, there's no, I don't care what your sentiment is. This is not a way to communicate, period, never, ever. And why is this Lindsay's fault? Dude. Your girlfriend is drunk, or I'm sorry, your wife. So, whoa, sorry. I forgot a whole season. Your wife is too drunk, got emotional. You're too drunk, Kyle. You're too fucking drunk. This is a sign that you have a problem with alcohol, my friend. And you're screaming, like, like Gabby said, into the abyss. And and then he's like, she's ruining everything. I'm sorry. Danielle. And Amanda will admit, she went on Watch What Happens Live and she admitted, she's like, honestly, I was just hammered. Like, she admits that. She's like, if I wasn't that drunk, it would not have been that big of a deal. That was the bulk of it, she said. She's like, it caught me off guard, but if I hadn't been chugging Fireball, it wouldn't have been that big of a deal. So because your wife was too drunk and overreacted, you have spiraled, and now you're going to justify screaming, she's ruining everything. But now Carl takes his mic off. Carl gives us a mic toss. I mean, it has no impact, though. It's nothing like the Barlow mic toss, let's face it. And he goes into his room. And the confessional is his instinct is to beat the fuck out of him. Is it? I guess. Um, I he's he's internalizing so much that I can't get a read on Carl. So this season's really hard for me. Everything is so inside that I'm I'm I have no idea. I really don't. And Kyle is like still shouting, shouting like a maniac. And there's Gabby like, whoa. Like, but you know what she's not giving us? She's not giving us that newbie thing that I hate. That's like, this is supposed to be fun. We're grownups. What do we do? I hate that. And Gabby is not giving any of that. Then Lindsay's talking to Sam inside. And Sam had no idea what she was getting into by with doing this. Because Lindsay's like, she is the one whose feelings were hurt because Amanda never really reached out. So yes, these text messages occurred, but Amanda wasn't like, 
hey, now that we're here at the house, can we talk? You know, we haven't really talked since everything went down, but that didn't happen. But then upstairs, Sierra lets Amanda know that Lindsay basically said she was a bully. I don't think she said that, though. I was like, when did that happen? I don't think she called her a bully. What? Sam makes the mistake. She goes, so the way you feel is the way Amanda feels. See, now Lindsay goes to a 10. And goes to the where she where she gets very jerky. Ooh, my hair. She gets very um like I don't talk shit about her. I don't talk sh- shit about her. And she's very close to Sam's face. Sam stays calm. Sam Sam stays calm. I'm pretty impressed by that. I think my knee jerk reaction would have been to go, whoa. Okay, let's breathe a little bit but sam stays calm and i mean i do agree with Lindsay though because this literally go back and rewatch the reunion and as much as you may dislike Lindsay, look at the way amanda talked to Lindsay and the way they talked to Lindsay. they were mean to Lindsay, and i know some people might think that I'm sorry, but even if you go, well, they had a reason to be, to be that mean over Austin. And again, Austin and Sierra had like a two week situation. That's where Lindsay and Austin had been messing around on and off for years. So if anyone should have been more upset, it should have been Lindsay with Sierra. But oh God, I can't re I can't relitigate this. Why did I even bring it up? Abort. Abort mission. We're not relitigating Austin. Austin is a non-factor in all of this. But Amanda was hurtful. Anyway, Kyle, still outside, he has the nerve to yell, good luck to Carl. They're a package deal of chaos. Please, they really miss an opportunity to roll the footage of all the times Kyle and Amanda have been chaos. I was like, I was waiting for it. I even put my hands up and went, nothing? No? We're not going to, we're not going to put a little compilation together of all the times they have been chaos. Cause, uh, Kyle, that's rich coming from you, buddy. Look at you right now. Look at you and Amanda right now. Okay. Amanda's up there sobbing her eyes out because she's just too drunk. And look at you. But they're the package deal of chaos. They have literally, their presence, their mere presence has caused you guys to be upset. But they have actually not been chaos. So just so we're clear. Okay. As you know, I love my cats. And when they are healthy, they're happy. And obviously that makes me happy. But since I'm not a mind reader, even though I'm pretty convinced I can speak their language, I don't always know when they're healthy. So helping me know that my cats are healthy is just one reason I use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra-absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. So there's no more of that cat bathroom smell. 
Also, they're really lightweight. So if you've ever used traditional clumping litter, it can be really heavy. And yes, I've used the other lightweight clumping litter, but it doesn't work. Pretty Litter super light crystal base also minimizes that mess and dust that you get when you scoop all up in your face. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help detect early signs of potential illness in my cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues. I just took Tiger to the vet to get all of her labs done because she's a little overweight and I was worried there was some sort of thyroid problem. But no, she's just fat. But now I would have an answer for the vet because I wasn't using Pretty Litter at the time. And the vet was like, hey, how's her urine? I'm like, I don't know. But now I'd be able to tell them because Pretty Litter tracks if there's blood, if it's abnormal, if it's normal, etc. So thank you, Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter also ships free to my door in a small lightweight bag and I never run out of it. I don't have this huge container of litter just taking up space and stinking up my house. Pretty Litter helps keep my cat healthy and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash she speaks to save 20%. Prettylitter.com slash she speaks. Danielle is talking to Chris and eventually Lindsay joins and Andrea's there and she's she's upset because Carl did not say anything to Kyle as he was yelling at Lindsay. Again, Danielle is used to being Lindsay's bestie when she's got a boyfriend and it doesn't matter the boyfriend, even if it's Carl. She's like, no, done with it. Not fucking cool. And Lindsay, in her confessional, she admits, would it be nice if Carl had said something? Yes. But he's still trying to figure out how to communicate his feelings as a sober person. I'd like to put a pin in this. Or not a pin. Yeah, no, put a pin in that. Remember remember that line that Lindsay herself said. He's trying to figure out how to communicate his feelings as a sober person, which is a difficult thing to do because if you develop unhealthy patterns of communicating wherein you usually blurt it out when you're drunk and then have to like apologize for your delivery later. Kyle, um, when you get sober, you're relearning everything, right? Kyle and Gabby come back in. Kyle, under his breath, mature as he is, he says, you guys can suck a fat dick. Mm, what a love. What a doll. But Gabby with the line of the night. I'm simultaneously too young and too old for this. You know, I really got to tell you, I love that line because, wow, that really sums it up. It's It sums up so many, so many things. That is Summer House in a nutshell for a newbie. It's like, damn, spot on. Kyle then goes into the room where Amanda's crying. Sierra's in there um, and he's going off. 
I'm tired of sugarcoating stuff. I'm tired of her getting away with murder. And this is where I'm like, what? What is she getting away with? Can you guys fill us in? Can you stop talking in some code? Because we, I would love to know what you're talking about so that maybe I can understand your anger. Because as of now, I have no idea. You just look like an asshole. What the fuck is she getting away with? You look like you're about to get away with murder because you are an angry little monster man. And you're barely going to apologize for this. Barely. And this is abhorrent behavior. Sam lays in bed with Amanda. It's cute. Sam's like, I'm traumatized. But down in the kitchen, Gabby's down there. She has a good line again. She's like, I'm exhausted after week three. And Lindsay looks insane when she goes, imagine seven years. And she starts laughing maniacally. But she's not wrong. She has been doing this for seven years. And it's not been an easy ride for her at all. But back upstairs, Amanda reads these texts. Now, okay, hold on. I was expecting it to be quite an apology. I was expecting it to be like, I am so sorry. I should have never said that. The text response, because Lindsay texts her what Amanda said, like, tainted by Lindsay. Carl works for us. That really hurt. Amanda's response was, the least I can do is say that I am sorry. Okay, you said the least you can do, which to me implies that there's more to come. So now I'm like, okay, well, then I, I feel like I understand why Lindsay thought you'd do some more. So, so, do you not sort of see why? Maybe. And then Kyle, just because he's not done, he goes, she's a fucking horrible person. And it makes me sick that my best friend thinks he's going to marry her. Kyle, this is your fucking friend. Okay, this is last winter house. You guys were like this. I'm going to, you know what? I'm going to pull footage from last winter house. I am of how much love and support Lindsay gave that couple, Kyle and Amanda. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, because you all need to be reminded. The world needs to remember just how fucking supportive I'm going to write that down. Hold, please. Lindsay goes to the bedroom and Carl's apologizing for not standing up to her. And she makes it very clear. She is not upset. She is not. She's not mad. Kyle, before he falls asleep, goes, I don't regret what I said. Well, we know that's not going to be the case. The next morning, I really appreciate the editors for giving us a nice lingering shot of Andrea from behind in his underwear. Mm. Hello, sir. I'm like, don't, don't cut away. Oh, I could, I could have lingered on that for 10 full minutes. Oh, that booty in that underwear. God, that man. He's such a dream, isn't he? God. But then Kyle and Amanda in bed, 
He goes, I'm not saying mean things. I'm saying pretty accurate things. Oh, what, sir? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Okay. You, you said bitch. You said fucking psycho. I, I'm sorry. She's ruining everything. No, I think you need to start waking up from these nights, Kyle, and saying, I need to reexamine my relationship with alcohol. That's what you need to start doing because it's getting ridiculous that you don't. Amanda tells Kyle that it's like it's you, you can't you can't let my relationship with Lindsay affect your relationship with Carl. And I'm like, I don't know if that's really it. I feel like his relationship with Lindsay is reflecting his relationship with Carl. It's not necessarily that, you know. I found it. This is where, you know, Lindsay will always get my compassion and empathy because when Maya calls Oliver to give him the rundown of what happened, she says, remember when I told you what Craig did last year to Lindsay? That was nothing compared to last night. Dude, that's like the like the verbal abuse that Lindsay's just expected to take on. But anyway, Carl and Carl has already told Lindsay that he's like, I don't want to be here. I want to go. I don't want to be here. Now, this is the start of me noticing that they don't Lindsay and Carl, they don't factor Danielle in at all. At, in the house and Danielle is their friend so the girls are making pizza rolls and Lindsay and Carl are packing up to go of course Sierra brings Carl uh, of course Andrea brings Sierra her tea because he's amazing but Carl is walking out the front door and Danielle just happens to see them leaving. And she's like, oh, you guys are leaving? And Carl is acting like she had something to do with it. Maybe because she was yelling, like, stand up to him. Maybe that's why. Maybe. And maybe he, that's why he's like, I'm 37 years old. I don't need to yell and scream to get my point across. Maybe that's, maybe he was angry at her. But I just felt like this is, it, it, she, Hmm. Like they, they're the three of them are really close, and I would have assumed that she would be looped in to them leaving. Like Lindsay would have told Danielle, "We're gonna go," at least. But instead, they were like sneaking out. And so, this is something I would like to kind of harp on because it is not invalid for Danielle to feel hurt. By being excluded from this friendship. I don't I don't like when people say that because so, when someone gets into a relationship, friendships, you know, they have to take a back seat. There's a, a there's an absolute level to that for sure, because sometimes some friends can be a little too clingy and you're like, hold on, I do need to make time for a friend because I've had friends like that where friends need you to be like by your phone too often and you're like, okay, you've called me six times today. Like chill. Um, like Shannon was with Tamara during her divorce. Remember that? 
there's 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 a difference but it seems like they're forgetting danielle is even their friend when they're at the house to a, a certain degree at times but we're gonna get i'll get into that later so that's just the start of it danielle and amanda end up talking like they, they go into a bathroom to talk which is interesting i guess they didn't want to be by cameras or something <laughs> And they both apologize to each other. But Amanda gives, I don't know, I, I found this to be a bit condescending in her confessional because she says that basically all Danielle was doing was trying to be a good friend. And man, that girl just really fights Lindsay's battles. I was like, well, or she does think you're untrustworthy and you should absorb that, maybe, you know, like can't just invalidate it completely. Maybe she does think you're untrustworthy. So take that on, huh? You know? Kyle, Amanda, and Sierra, they're going to be leaving early. And so they're chatting in the room and Kyle has the typical look that he gets when he regrets things that he did the night before. That's the same look we get from him all the time. And he says he regrets saying those harsh things and now he's going to have to apologize. I am very happy with the way Amanda is handling Kyle this season so far. She does seem to be doing a good job being rather diplomatic with him and not um, co-signing, I guess, his bad behavior, encouraging him in the right direction, uh, explaining why he needs to apologize at times, like she's doing a good job being like, you, 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 if you hurt someone, if you say something hurtful and it makes them sad or upset, you have to apologize. You know, if you're, if you're sorry, she says. And then she realizes he doesn't reply to that. She goes, unless you're not. Anywho, it was interesting because Amanda, Kyle, and Sierra, and maybe even Maya, they all are like leaving, but they do a little pool time scene without them. So it was interesting to watch that dynamic with like Sam, Chris, Andrea, Danielle, um, Gabby. Is that it? It was, it was, they only had a couple minutes of it, but, but now we're back in the city. It's Monday and we get to meet at tennis Gabby's sister, Danielle. I'm, I was trying not to be, but I was so distracted by the stars on Gabby's sister's face. I am assuming it was because she had a pimple and she was trying to cover it up. But my God, they were more noticeable than what a pimple would have been. But also, I don't know. Sometimes, you know, I've I've had a few big old pimples. And so, but they were very noticeable. I could not stop trying to figure out what they were until they stayed on her face long enough. I was like, oh, they're stars. Anyway, she seemed so fun, Danielle, Gabby's sister. And I like that Gabby describes herself and her whole family as codependent. Love a self-aware lady. Danielle, our Danielle, joins. And Danielle and Danielle hit it off right away. They seemed like little soulmate friends. I wish we could get more of them together. But then we get a little backstory on how Gabby is trying to make a decision with work, but she has like some sort of PTSD from her last job. 
I'm not trying to dis- discount that because I had a traumatizing experience at one of my jobs throughout my career, and it does mess with you. Um, so fine. Dude, so everyone's been telling me to go to the doctor about this mole that looks a little weird. And I don't know if you guys saw, but Tamara Judge has been very outspoken about getting her moles checked. And I guess she had a bunch of them that were abnormal and precancerous. So now I'm all paranoid because that's what I do. And I went to see the doctor about it and it took forever to get an appointment. So I waited quite some time to get that appointment, went in, and I felt like they barely took the time to really look me up and down. They looked first, they they just wanted to look at the one mole. And I even had to be like, do you want to look at the rest of my body to make sure, like do a full mole check? And they were like, oh, okay. Kind of annoyed. What the hell? On ZocDoc, you would find a quality doctor who focuses on you listens to you and prioritizes your care. What was I thinking not going through ZocDoc? ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. There's no more of that like doctor roulette or trying to like scour the internet to find reviews. With ZocDoc, you got it all in one place so that you can connect and find your favorite doctor that you haven't met yet. Millions of people use ZocDoc's free app to find and book a doctor in their neighborhood who is patient-reviewed and fits their needs and schedule just right. Go to ZocDoc.com slash speaks and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash she speaks. ZocDoc.com slash she speaks. We get to see Carl's mom. Carl and his mom go on a little walk on the boardwalk, and he's got nothing but good things to say about Lindsay. His mom does ask, what's it like living with a living with a girl? He's like, it's easy, and she makes me want to be a better person. It's all rainbows and butterflies and fairy tale, fantasy, honeymoon stuff. But he is, and Carl will repeatedly say this, he is struggling to figure out who he is as a person without alcohol. And that is really the essence we're getting from Carl, in my opinion. He doesn't have an identity. He really, really was just the party boy. And now he's not the party boy. And being in the house just doesn't make sense to him. He's hiding in the room the whole time. It's like, why are you here? And I'm sure after this is season seven, and a big part of his identity was being on this show as the party boy and then getting sober it's like who am i now and to be in such a inten- such an intense relationship with someone like lindsay who is such an intense person um i think that's what a lot of people are picking up on as maybe something to be concerned about uh but carl I think the more th- the bigger thing to be concerned about is Kyle. The fuck, Kyle? And obviously, Carl's upset. 
He's like, I don't know what to do with Kyle, with Kyle's anger. You know, it hurt my feelings watching him go off on my girlfriend. It's all it's so sad when they bring up Curtis, his brother who passed, and how Curtis saved his life because watching no like him passing away basically showed him that that could have been his life if he stayed living the way he was. It's all very sad. It's very dark, you know. Paige and Danielle are the first to arrive to the house, and Paige is like, so how was last weekend? And Danielle gives her that rundown. And Kyle and Carl and Danielle and Lindsay, and Amanda, they have not spoken. But Kyle and Amanda are at a family reunion, so at least they have, like, one day of reprieve. And again, interesting I liked I like seeing Danielle uh, interacting with the group without Lindsay. I just I think it's just an interesting thing to observe because now everyone starts arriving, and so it's all the girls and Chris by the pool. I found it interesting that Sierra and Paige went. Sierra went to like hug Paige, and and Paige was like, "Are you going to hug me?" And apparently, they like never hug, which kind of makes sense. They have sort of that dynamic. So they get to talking about like dating and stuff and they ask Chris, he's like, yeah, I- I'm dating. He's, he's a bit evasive about it. And he says that on first dates, he doesn't ever do dinner. Just drinks. And the reasons he gives are like kind of douchey. He's like, I don't want to commit to a to a two hour situation. Like, if you don't like the person, then you have to talk to them and wait for and you have to order food. And oh my god, like I don't want to. Maybe actually, maybe I do hate dating, so maybe that would work for me. You show up, you're like, oh, don't like you, and then you just bounce out. Regardless, the girls listening are like, ew, you sound like an asshole. I don't date enough, so I don't know if this was douchey. The girls didn't seem to like it. Then they give Gabby shit for seemingly being very closed off. And this clearly gives Gabby, like Gabby realizes in real time, she had no idea that she was closed off. And she goes, do you not think I have stable energy? <laughs> They're like, um, no, what? Huh? And then Sierra goes, that's crazy because my closest friends are Tauruses. And I was like, are you saying that because she's not someone you'd want to be close friends with? And even 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 uh Gabby was like, I don't I don't know how to take that. What? <laughs> I don't know how to take that. <laughs> Lindsay and Carl arrive. And I okay. Sierra points out that they left abruptly, and I think I can't remember who asked, but someone asked if they, they're like, so you haven't talked to Amanda and Kyle. Do you think it's going to be awkward between you guys? And Lindsay goes, I don't know. I don't like, I can't function with that level of unresolved tension. And someone just like walking in the house. Like, this is just how they've just been doing it this long. They can function like this. I cannot. I can't. It's too hard. It's too hard for me. As they're getting ready to go out, I got so jealous when Paige and Maya were like watching Sierra change and they commented on her dainty vagina. I'm so jealous because I related to Sonia when Sonia said she had the chappiest pussy. I was like, oh, good. I'm not alone. (laughs) 
I am never going to get late again if I keep talking like this. There were a lot of like bending over. Do I need underwear? And and people checking. I think it was it Gabby. Like she sort of bends over and Sam's like, yes, you're, you need underwear. I see your vagina. They get to the club. And now this is when some, that's when some, the, the stuff starts going down for me. I have just unfortunately picked at a hangnail as I've been recording, and now it is a monster, and I shouldn't have done it, but now it's now it's to the point where I can't ignore it. Oh, but I want to... Oh, God, okay. Oh, I can't stop touching it. Okay. Mm. If you are doing the same thing, stop, because it's just going to start bleeding. God, but I want to get it. Okay. So we're at the club, and... Lindsay and Carl are doing a lot. They're 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 all in each other's business. This is not my love language. But I'm not to tell anyone what kind of love language to have because that's ridiculous. I shouldn't ever do that, right? But she's telling him you're just so handsome and he's like it's because I'm happy and they're like just with each other. And Danielle feels left out. And she says in her confessional that she just isn't used to seeing them isolating themselves. And she's just like, I'm over here like, hey, guys. And again, I don't think it's fair for people to say, get over it, Danielle. Like, that's what happens when people get in relationships. Fine. But they, both of them are her friend both of them they all three of them are friends and to me it is a little sad to just completely ignore danielle at the club like they're all out why is she being completely ignored it's they're also going to bed early completely ignoring her it's like she doesn't even factor in for her for them at all and that is something to note just because you're in a coupling doesn't mean you completely forget your friend who's there it's one thing if you're not seeing the friend, but she's right there. How do you not open it up and want to hang out with your friend? But then I will say that it, Danielle does have the language for this because she's able to say in her confessional, I feel like I'm just over here like, hello. So put a pin in that. We will get to that. Okay. This leaves Danielle open to need to hang out with somebody. So she's dancing and she's dancing with Sierra. And I got kind of annoyed that Maya was acting like it was such a big deal. She's like, okay, hold on. I'm like still wrapping my head around this. And I think maybe Sierra was like, people evolve, Maya. Maya has a definite need to control the group, control the dynamics of the group, for sure. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, price line. So they're back at the house 
And Carl literally takes Lindsay's shoes off, which honestly, that's amazing. Because if you ever have tight pants on, I don't want to take off your shoes. Yeah, it's nice to have someone else do that. Um, But Gabby talks to Danielle and Sam about how interesting it is to see how people see her. You know, she's she's like, I most people in my life, I've known forever. And so it's interesting to see how new people view me. And it's opened my eyes to things. And she's like, I didn't realize that I still have so much repressed trauma, like around work and stuff and blah, 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 blah. And Danielle and Sam are like, it's great to be that self-aware. And I thought this was a good conversation to have just as girls, you know. Then they, God, I wish they had just cut this, you know, because couples are couples when they're doing baby talk and stuff. Like, I don't need to see Paige and Craig do it either. But they show Lindsay and Carl with the I love yous and stuff. And we just don't – we just cut it, okay? That's for them. We don't need to see it. Couples can do that and it's private, all right? Because then the next morning, we have to get it right away too with Lindsay being like, how much do you love me today? And Carl being like, I love you to them. I'm like, okay, guys. I can't. It's too much for me to handle. But I am harrowed by Carl and Lindsay and Sam and Chris working out because I don't know, it just just looked horrible. I didn't want to I did not want to go do that. So Gabby starts being like, okay, how can I outsource these this decorating? And clearly she really did not she didn't think that they actually do decorate for their own parties. She thought that was like for the show. And Danielle's like, outsource, girl. Because then, like, Danielle and Meyer in the kitchen, like, hold on, do we even have alcohol for this party? Like, what's happening? So they summon Gabby to the kitchen, and they're like, so, like, alcohol? And she's like, okay, yeah, all right, let's order delivery. They're like, okay, what about food? And she's like, it's not a food party, and Danielle just laughs and goes, it's not even an alcohol party yet. And at this point, Paige walks down, having no clue how this whole conversation started. And she just goes, pardon? <laughs> that was such a funny response. <laughs> They start setting up, and Gabby just really did not get the memo that they really do set this shit up themselves. And Maya is complaining to Sierra in the kitchen. And, okay, I do understand Maya's frustration because Maya is clearly type A. She follows the rules. She does it by the book. She doesn't cut corners. And she's pissed that Gabby is like, what? I don't, I didn't pay attention. And so she's like, I haven't cracked the Gabby code yet. And Sierra's like, yeah, I feel like everything's with her is very surface level. And Sierra's like, yeah, she just feels very privileged. And I'm sorry, Sierra, you proudly never help set up or clean. So what are you talking about right now? Honestly. And I, I get that I've seen some people say that Gabby doesn't feel like she has a lot of depth or something. And I was like, I don't, who has a lot of depth on this show? Like, 
I'm pretty sure Gabby's going to give us tears and she's talked. I don't know. I just don't really. I think I think Gabby's great for the show. And I I'm kind of disappointed that Maya's being such a hater on the new girl. What is she not giving you? I don't I, I'm I'm just very shocked by these two not liking Gabby so much. I'm hmm. What am I missing? What am I not seeing? Maybe they just don't cl- maybe they just don't click. Maybe they just don't connect. I understand Maya being like, you know, I I you know how much I like things organized. I'm just very I need it I need it to be more organized. But I just was surprised that they Maya even says we have to have shared experiences as black women. I'm like, well, have you asked her? But maybe that's just not Gabby's style. I mean, she's admitted, and I thought it was funny where she's like, I'm very shallow. I like a male model. Not everybody can be deep like that, you know? And that's sort of kind of the charm of them. But she's also owned up to how she has issues and trust issues because of an ex. And it's like she just has different categories that you can tap into, you know? We get a shot of that workout class. They were sweating. But after the class, Carl does talk a bit about how angry he was. And he he says, I don't want to be around people like that. And I was like, whoa, you are talking to basically strangers, Chris and Sam, about Kyle. And you're calling Kyle people like that. That was... This is a big divide. But be- then now this is this last scene that was that's going to be a big dissection. So Paige asks, I feel like a producer maybe like prompted this, but Paige asks how Lindsay felt when Carl didn't stand up for her last weekend. And Danielle says that she was surprisingly not upset. And then if she was mad at him, I did not know about it. And I think that is kind of a, a through line for me is that we're really not getting any, whether they really don't fight or they're keeping it all off camera, but we're really not getting any arguing. And Gabby says, do you think they're pointedly ignoring some of the hard conversations because they don't want to have it? And Danielle says, yeah, because they have to face a lot of things, including his sobriety, and the fact that she wants to start drinking again. And I was like, whoa, what are you talking about? She's She only got sober to help him through a little tough period. You know, why is her drinking again a big deal? Carl's cool with it. What are you talking about? And then I did some digging in in my mind, and I remembered on Winterhouse, Kyle, and I, I didn't pay much mind to this because Kyle wasn't really the best reliable source of information. So I was more just disappointed in the way Kyle worded this. But Kyle did tell a story about how Carl confided in him that Lindsay's drinking was a problem. And if she didn't stop drinking, like he wasn't going to be able to stay with her. And then it kind of pieced together for me that Lindsay 
doesn't really seem to be maybe being totally honest with us. And maybe that's because there's, I've been talking about how there's just like this missing element to their dynamic, to their relationship that's just not clicking. Like, what am I missing? Like, I'm picking up on something that I can't put my finger on. And I've talked about Jamie Stein a million times. And he, as an intuitive, has said, I am quite intuitive. So I'm going to take that in and say that I'm intuitive, okay? I've been picking up on something and I think that Lindsay's not totally being honest with herself about the fact that her drinking has been a problem for Carl. And so the conversation that I ended up having with Lindsay, I'm not going to go into all the details of it because I think that's sort of an invasion of her privacy and a little bit of mine, maybe. I posted and a couple, I, I know a lot of you may have seen it and maybe even got a little mad at me for it. But I posted on Instagram that Danielle's saying what she said about how, you know, then they'd have to have this conversation about how she wants to start drinking again. How it caught me off guard, but then I remembered this winter house thing. And I the caption I said, this is all tracking. Because she didn't just get sober for Carl to support him. She's a bad drunk. And I mean that. Like, as someone who used to have a problem where she would get angry and cry and say mean things, I would always, though, apologize after. Lindsay lacks that accountability in the aftermath. And we've seen time and again her get very explosive when she drinks and gets angry. I think Lindsay does have a lot of anger in her, and it gets so much worse when she drinks. And to deny that is to deny facts. It's like denying Kyle has a problem when he drinks and he gets angry. Um, and so Lindsay slid into my DMs and corrected me and said that she never had a she didn't know that Kyle and Carl had that conversation until she watched Winter House. And that there it there was a conversation that happened. Carl and Kyle, Carl did confide in Kyle. Um, that there there was a night that Lindsay was, in her mind, rightfully upset, and it was too much emotion. And Carl confided in Kyle that it was it was too much for him, but he never actually spoke to her about it. But they did, as she's since told us, have a conversation in November that he was struggling and needed and and would like some support. And she said, "Sure, let's do it." And so. I adjusted the caption on my post and clarified, like, I don't think it was like an ultimatum Carl gave her and she's lying to us. That's not what I'm trying to say. But as I did tell Lindsay, I said, I think that it sounds like to me, Carl didn't have the language to explain or to say to you, I have a hard time with your drinking because I don't think he wanted to make you upset and angry. And I think that you were great to support him through it. But even you admitting that you that you had a, a night where it was a lot to handle is kind of proof that it was a problem for him. And I, I ended up saying I would I, it's what's tough for me is that you have a very hard time kind of 
taking accountability and looking at maybe some flaws in yourself. And that is, it would be such a game changer if you could do that. Because I recognize a lot of that pattern of drinking and getting angry and saying hurtful things and being a lot to handle. But the difference is I would always apologize the next day and be so remorseful. And it would just mean the world if you could kind of do that. But it's like, it's really not that big of a deal. It's not bad to admit that Carl had a problem with your drinking. And honestly, if it's still not a problem, if you're not, if it's not an issue, like if, if she's drinking casually here and there, it's not a problem. I will say though, personally, um, and obviously they're fine. They're, they're still together. They're getting married. They're fine. Um, I was shocked that she was willing to do a shot at the bar with Carl there because Carl is clearly having a hard time in this house filming again. I would think that if she were to remain not drinking, it would be during filming with him because they're at a bar. Like, that's just me. That's just me assuming that that would be a perfect time to say, like, don't worry, I got you. Like, I'm not going to drink when we, you know what I mean? But that's up to them. Fine. It's already happened. It's already done. Uh, So I think that being afraid, I don't think Lindsay has a problem, just so we're clear. I don't. I think that Lindsay has an anger issue that she she's had it from day one that we've known her. And when you drink, it comes out. I think that was kind of my issue, too. I think I had a lot of anger and emotional control issues and I had an escapist addiction. I wanted to escape my reality. I wanted to get as far away from my thoughts and my feelings as I could. So when I started to drink, I was like, let's keep going. Let's just run away from this. And so that's why without drinking, I can better control my thoughts, my feelings. This is where with Lindsay, I've said it over and over again. The one issue I have always had, and this would change everything, if she could go, everything's always, how do I put this? I'm struggling. Um, nothing's ever Lindsay's fault, ever. If you watch the reunion last year, she doesn't say she's sorry, barely. She explains every single thing. And it's so much easier to go, oh, fuck, I messed up. Because you're going to mess up. And what happens when you start to communicate with her is she starts to explain to you why she wasn't wrong. And and if you give her a rebuttal, it's, no, you're wrong. Here's why I'm right still. It's like, okay, never mind. Go ahead. Fine. And that's just not how life works. And everyone else across the board can apologize. She can't. She's never wrong. Ever. And this is where, that's her kryptonite. So, but now I'm going to go back to Danielle. And see now, Danielle, she had the language to recognize that she's feeling left out. But instead of saving the moment and and saying to Lindsay and Carl, guys, I'm feeling really left out. I know you guys are in your love bubble, trademark Teresa, but 
I am feeling like I don't want to be left out. I feel like I'm in the house without you guys. And let them have the opportunity to say whatever they're going to say. And if they want, if they're assholes in response to that, then fuck them. But instead, out of being hurt and out of a desire to feel included, she then confides in this group of not friends. This is not friends. This is not a this is not a safe space, you know? This is a group of people who have proven they don't like Lindsay. So as she was starting to talk and say what she was saying, I was like, oh, no. This is what Gabby was talking about when she said that Danielle was going to have a lot to answer for at the reunion. Because she said, Gabby said, you said a lot of things that Lindsay's not aware of. And this is kind of, this is it. It's like, why are you telling Paige and Sierra this when you haven't told Lindsay this? And I think that is a result of her feeling left out, which is a valid feeling. Okay. This is, this is an extremely unique scenario all these people are in. And so I don't think it's fair to discount those feelings. I really don't. I don't think it's fair for people to go, oh, but she's just upset because they're leaving around. Welcome to adulthood. No. Friendships are friendships. You nurture them just like relationships. Friendship fallouts are sometimes even more painful than breakups, like romantic ones. So I don't want to discredit her because I do think that Lindsay and Carl are totally fucking sucking at being friends to her. They suck at being her friend right now. But they're not communicating that with each other because it's a tricky thing. Like, okay, I don't want to, I know you guys are in love, but like, oh, what about me? You know? And for Lindsay, once you fall in love, that's all that matters. And because Lindsay's only been in unhealthy relationships, she gets in a fight with the boyfriend and she goes to Danielle and Danielle is there to take care of her. But now that Lindsay is in this healthy relationship, it's, I don't have any other friends. It's just Carl. But I'm not trying to say that they're really – I'm not trying to discredit Carl and Lindsay's relationship because I do think that they are happy and in love. But there is some – there are some unhealthy uh, – what am I to talk? Who the fuck do I know about relationships? Take, I take back whatever I was about to say. I know nothing about healthy relationships. Forget what I was about to say. I do know about good friendships though. And she is not being a good friend to Danielle – But Danielle is not giving Lindsay the opportunity and saying, hey, I'm feeling really left out. I know. I know you guys are in love, but like, can you just include me a little bit? I felt like sad, you know, and then let them be dicks. If they're going to be like, oh, my God, really, Danielle? Really? Then that's on them, you know? Sierra brings up that her parents were sober or her dad was sober when her parents met and that they couldn't even have alcohol in the house. And it's interesting that she's referencing this as if to say that Lindsay is going to trigger Carl to drink. And this is where I was like, is this the missing puzzle piece? Is this like, you know, did Carl tell Lindsay to get sober? And that's how I now we now we're here. Sierra says that Carl is moving fast. And I think that's to mean, 
I think that's to mean as a guy who's newly sober. Now he's in a very serious relationship. I think that's all they're concerned about. I think it's the sobriety factor. I think that's all this is about. I don't, now I'm realizing this isn't about just commitment in general. It's about the fact that Carl's sober and shaky about it. That's what the concern is. Finally getting that. Because if it, if he would, if this was, if Carl had been like, if Carl was like three years sober and on, and on sturdy ground, I don't think this would even be a concern. I think it'd be like, go ahead. But then Danielle, Danielle, no, 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 girl. She's like, I agree. She's already like, this is the ring I like. To get engaged right now would be crazy. It's a little just too fairy tale like and they have this insanely expensive apartment and it just feels a little fragile. God damn it, Danielle. Nope. Not not a safe space for you to have that conversation, unfortunately. So, yeah. Now we're in dangerous territory because you have unfortunately given them ammunition while it may be your real thoughts, if you haven't told them, she may go tell them. Next episode, we see Lindsay getting defensive. So she may be telling them right away. So I might be saying something I shouldn't. But I just don't like her telling them. I don't like her telling Sierra and Paige. I just don't. It's not, it's not, it's not safe. It's very dangerous to tell them. So that's what I'm worried about. You know, next week, my God, Carl in that wig. How am I going to take him serious in that wig talking to Kyle? How am I? Am I I'm not going to be able to. But it's sad because he's going to he, he says, I mean, do you guys even like me and Lindsay? And no, they don't. And Lindsay's yelling at Danielle. I want to have babies with this man and he wants to have babies with me. And Danielle, which we saw this in the uh, trailers, saying, you get, you're getting so fucking defensive right now, it's annoying. It's starting. It's starting. But, okay, Paige and Maya, their little bit that they showed where Paige and Maya, they're like, I feel like she's trying to act better for him, but it's at the expense of, like, what she wants to do, and that means you're not being yourself. And Maya's like, yeah, you're making sacrifices for your partner. And in my mind, that leads to resentment. Okay, now you need to chill out with this. Just, what? I I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it at all. Sometimes, sometimes, let's not, you're, 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 okay. Let's, <laughs> okay. Like, guys. So, okay. Okay. All right. This has been a lot to talk about. This has been a lot to talk about. Needless to say, Lindsay and I are maybe not, she's maybe not too happy with me. Um, I, I think I've made it pretty clear that I, I'm an equal opportunist when it comes to analyzing these shows. I figured this would be a tough season. I just didn't really, I didn't really know exactly how it would feel. And I'm in it right now and it's not so fun. 
Okay. Not loving it. Not loving it. So yeah, I told you the, I told you the gist of what Lindsay and I discussed. Um, like I said, she's not too happy with me, but, um, anyway, how are you guys doing? Just real quick, I wanted to say that I really appreciate all of you very much for your support. Special shout out to my Patreon peeps. Love you guys. Thank you so much for your monetary support. Uh, I feel like this community that I've been building has gotten full of really cool people and I don't say thank you enough, I don't think. And I really do appreciate you guys. And I hope you guys are doing well. I hope you guys are taking care of your mental health. And I love you. Mean it. And I'll see you next time. Bye. I hope you guys enjoyed the show. If you did, would you mind leaving me a five-star rating and review on whatever platform you are listening? If you're watching on YouTube, don't forget there's the super thanks option down at the bottom, the little button with the dollar sign and the heart. And also I'm on buymeacoffee.com slash she speaks bravo if you want to buy me a little coffee or two or five. And my Patreon, that is where I'm covering all of the classic Bravo jams. If you want to follow me over there and subscribe, link is in the description. And follow me on Instagram and TikTok at She Speaks Bravo. And whoever the guest was for today, all their information is always in the episode description. So if you want to follow them and check them out, check there for the info. And any of the sponsor codes that I mentioned in this episode will also be in the description. I love you guys. Thank you so much. I appreciate you. And I'll see you next time. Bye. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.